This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. I definitely recommend talking with your partner, talking with your family. Just coming up with like a plan, maybe days that you can work on your side hustle. Starting out maybe just a couple hours a month or a week and kind of compromise on what you will be able to do. And then this way too, you have that time set aside to really focus on it rather than being pulled in all the directions, trying to do all the things at the same time. And that's what I did in the beginning. So don't do that. I did the worst thing first that came back, talked about it and then did it right. dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're talking about side hustling while working a full-time job. According to a Zapier survey, one in three Americans have a side hustle in 2021. This number has grown significantly over the recent years. So why is there a growth here? What is the attraction to the side hustle? Well, to help us answer this question and to discuss the benefits of side hustling, I've invited Daniela Flores on the show today. Daniela is a software engineer, a sidepreneur, and the creator of ILikeToDabble.com. This is an award-winning global platform that helps creatives and LGBTQ plus folks start side hustles and get their financial life and future in order. Daniela, also known as the side hustle queen, has been featured in major media outlets like Business Insider, MSN, and CNBC. When Daniela isn't side hustling and helping others do the same, she loves going on road trips and hiking with her wife. Welcome to the show, Daniela. Hey, Andy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Glad to have you here, Daniela. You and I have chatted in the past. I'm really glad to have you on this podcast finally. So let's talk about side hustles. How do you define a side hustle? Ooh, that's a good question. Side hustle has become such a buzzword over the years. A side hustle to me is any kind of venture that you are doing for income, whether that be on the side of other side hustles or a full-time job. Yeah, that makes sense. So why do you think there's been such a rise in the popularity of the side hustle? There's a huge surge in side hustles, especially over the last year and a half. Before that, we saw it with kind of the same time as the gig economy was really being stood up. We saw companies like Airbnb, Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Rover, the list goes on. They came onto the scene. Silicon Valley you know, was all built up and side hustles became this big thing. But not every side hustle falls under gig apps. And we gig apps become very controversial when you get into how they are paid. They have driven this kind of growth over the years. But at the same time, the growth on the internet just with everything and the amount of open source information that we now have for your everyday person to start a business if they want to. We have access to tools that you can actually do this for free. And then the information online to actually start a business yourself. I mean, we have there is a website to actually go to. I think it's actually supplied by your state government that will help you start your business. This wasn't around 10 years ago. And you think about one of the biggest social media platforms that's kind of driven a lot of this is Instagram. And Instagram came on the scene back in 2010 was when it first launched, was originally a photo sharing app before they were acquired by Facebook. Then, you know, over the years, Instagram has kind of evolved with a lot of the other side hustles. I mean, side hustle, social media platforms, like you have Pinterest, you have Facebook, and now you have TikTok, which is huge. 
And this has kind of fueled a lot of side hustlers work online. It's able to connect them to their audience in a way that businesses don't get to connect their audience in that personal way. And you get to have this kind of relationship with the people that you speak to online that wasn't there before. And then leading all up to, I mean, the elephant in the room, the past year and a half and the mass exodus, people leaving, being let off or being fired from their jobs and turning to ways to make money in a more flexible and way that makes more sense for their life. Absolutely. Well, this is a complex time right now we're living in, Daniela. A lot of people are, you know, deciding if they want to go back to work. Maybe they're enjoying their side hustles or their gigs and they want to turn that into their full-time thing. How does somebody decide whether to pursue this small business idea or a side hustle or go back to work full-time? That's a really tough decision, right? That is a big decision. I think we need to take a step back into the different types of side hustles. So you have, it's kind of like these four different types that I like to kind of separate them out into. So you have your gig, which is like your gig apps, like your Uber. Maybe that is also like a part-time job that you take on. Then you have your project-based, which is like maybe a project you're doing online. You're starting a blog, a YouTube or a podcast. And this is something that you'll make both active and passive income from. It's just something depending on how you set that up. And then you have your small business, which that could be like an actual brand that you start online. That could be your side hustle. And then lastly is like your passive income. Folks, you know, it's really big now to get into the rental real estate market, starting passive income ventures like that, you know, writing eBooks, creating these things online that they build up over time to, you know, mostly create only passive income, even though they're doing it as a side hustle right now. And you know that it may change on what their goal is for that. If it is to leave their full-time job or just to have like extra security going forward in the future of their lives to have that extra, you know, those multiple income streams, because, you know, the future of retirement plans and pensions is always all over the place. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about your story a little bit, because I think you got your feet in sort of both pools right now. You're a full-time worker and a side hustler, sidepreneur. So tell us a little bit about your story and the side hustles that you've done. Oh, right. Yes. So my plate is a little full. Back in 2017, I was going through back-to-back layoffs. I work in tech myself. And at the time I was working in retail IT, I got laid off during the administration change. And then I found a work remote job with the government, actually working with the Veteran Affairs Office. And then I was laid off again. In that time, I was actually... I've learned about blogging. I had been really familiar with the idea of blogging with my background in web engineering. I'd actually worked with several startups to build WordPress sites, like full stack for political candidates, small businesses, you name it. And I never thought about doing it myself for a blog for myself until I, one day I was just noodling around the idea. I found it on Pinterest. I was like, I'm going to try this out because I love playing around with this stuff anyway. And I just kind of dove into it and see where it would go. I had no idea what I was doing. I did not know what I was going to create. I did not know I like to dabble would become what it is today. It wasn't a side hustle blog originally. It was a hobby craft blog or whatever I put on there if I felt like it. And the more I learned about it, I kind of fell in love with it. And I, I use the word love kind of loosely here, but (laughs) yeah, it's just kind of this, this domino effect over the years, the more energy I poured into it and the more relationships I made. And, you know, the more I evolved my blog and added more income streams, I was like, I know, I know what I want to do with this now. And I, and it's where I am today. You've grown this blog, and let's talk about what that's done for you financially. 
Yes. So my blog is one of my side hustles right now. It's one of my sole side hustles because of, I just shed the fat, I guess, from the side hustles I had before. So I've, I didn't really go into too much of my background, but the last 15 years, I've kind of been side hustling on and off since I was a teenager. I've done reselling, I've done pet sitting, fixing and reselling PlayStations online you name it, I've tried it out in some way, shape or form. I mean, my wife and I also tried Postmates after we moved here over the years that I used to try all these different things. That's why I like to double kind of landed on side hustles. It's something I've always been interested in. But now that side hustle has kind of become the main side hustle. Well, I still have my job. Oh, that's great. So you said your wife has tried Postmates. Has she tried a million other side hustles like you as well? Yes. I mean, her main side hustle is mostly she does. She flips guitars and other musical instruments and accessories on eBay. Postmates is something we tried out when we got here because I was like, oh, I want to see like in the area. They were actually looking for some. And where we came from, they weren't. And I was like, that's something I've always wanted to try to see if I would enjoy it because I like driving. It's something something she wanted to do. But we tried it together because it felt safe that I had someone to try it with. That's the story on her side hustles. Yeah, I really like this conversation because you tried a bunch of things. It fits in really well with your your blog name. I like to dabble. You tried a bunch of things. You saw what worked for you. And then you sort of, you know, progressed to working on one that you really like. So let's talk about some steps for people as they're listening to this. Is the first step to try a bunch of things and see what you like? What do you think? No, please don't go the route I did. I, I am somebody to go really fast and burn out with everything I do, but that's the kind of nature of my brain. And this is important when we talk about side hustles, how different people are in their styles of learning and working and just moving throughout life. And that's not something I understood when I first started my side hustles. When, if I knew this, I would not have put myself through so much strife that I did. The things I tell my clients and folks just trying to start a side hustle are think about the skills that you have. And then the skills that you actually enjoy, like practicing and doing. So you have your skills that you have from your job. You have your skills like that you use in life too. I mean, people will sit and say, I don't know what my skills are, but if you just sit down and write down the things that you think you are good at, that you actually like to do, or just start writing down things that you do every day or the things that you, you know, like, let's say you are really good at analyzing movies. That is a skill and you can use that for a side hustle. So you first write down, you know, all your skills. And if you don't have any skills, If you don't think you have any skills, write down the things that you do, write down the things that you like, and then write down some interesting ideas that you have of stuff that you maybe want to create or want to do. And then I mean, write it down. I mean, dump it out because there are things in the back of your head that you don't know you really want to do them until it kind of comes out in paper or your notes app on your phone, wherever it works. And then you kind of have to go through that list and then crossing stuff out. If it's stuff that you immediately gives you kind of like a weird trigger, it's like, uh, no, like maybe a bad trigger from a work memory. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Cross that one out. Only stick to the ones that bring you like a little smile, a little spark, or like a little kind of just wonder of, Ooh, what could that be? What could that be? Because there's a connection there. And that's what we call creativity. That's the connection between all these different ideas. Yeah. And one's the spark, the passion as well. Let's talk about passive income. You mentioned that. What is passive income and how can we get some of that? First, when we talk about passive income, we have to talk about active income. So active income is the time that you spent for a certain amount of pay. And then you have passive income, which is basically pay that isn't being generated from your time, but it's still generated by something of yours, whether that's an asset or a system. I say system also because, you know, passive income, people will argue, well, if you had to do some sort of work, it isn't really passive income. But if you really look at the definition of passive income, you're trading either time again or money. But this time is different. It's more of like a lump sum of time in the beginning 
And then once you build it up to become, you know, kind of like a self-sustaining system, you can then hire somebody to help you to maintain it going forward. So it is truly passive in the future. Or, you know, you can do some sort of just minimal kind of maintenance on it to be like a semi-passive. So when we think of passive income, normally that's like the stock market investments, dividends, because you you do put your money into it and then it grows, but there's nothing, there's no work really required on your part. And that's like, that's a, that's an asset. It generates money for you. But when you think about something like your podcast, uh, my blog, a YouTube channel, those are also assets. And they, they generate income for us both actively every day and maybe semi-passively every day. But in the future, they can also generate completely passive income for you too, where this is an asset. This is a thing that I could actually sell one day. And I've actually I've gotten mine you know, looked at by a broker for evaluation, and I've known others to do the same. So you could actually do that where you can sell it in the future for, you know, you make money on it every day for whatever amount of time you want to. And in the future, you could also sell it. Or in the future, you could partner with somebody where they maybe take over the operations and you make money off of it every day with ever looking at it. We'll be back to the show after a quick word from our sponsors. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello and use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up, the code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Thanks for taking time to consider our sponsors, everyone. Let's jump back into the show. 
You know, as you were going through some of your side hustles, you mentioned a lot of physical things and your wife as well with the guitar fixing. But it seems like you've moved more towards digital means of making money. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between the physical and the digital and maybe why you've moved that way? Somebody that does not like to go like physically to a place to work anyway, I like to work from wherever I'm at and being able to do that digitally is such a gift and something it's not something I would have been able to do 10 years ago, like I said before. And that's another thing with the internet and the tools that we have now available to us at the fingertips. Like I can do most of my job on my phone now with my side hustle. And that's, that's insane. As soon as that caught on, like in my head when I was in the beginning and I was doing all these things and I saw all the possibilities that could come from it. I was like, this is, this is something I wish I would have found when I was a lot younger. Like now we see these these amazingly talented teenagers on TikTok just and they're blowing up. It's it's like really exciting to me when I talk about it. But yeah, digital side hustles are my favorite and is what I recommend to folks that have the access to be able to do them because they do give more flexibility, you know, to you in your life and especially if you have a full time job too. I'm with you. Like if I could do everything on my phone, that would be fantastic. I just bought a new iPhone and I'm now shooting my YouTube videos with the iPhone. I know I could get a much better camera. The quality could be better, but I just like the fact that it's on my phone and I could do almost my entire business from my phone. I just think that's really, really cool. So for the minimalist out there, which is, I think, feel like a lot of people who are listening to the show, the digital passive income or the digital business might be something to consider. Let's talk about income streams in general. I know you, you've got a few and you've talked about the importance of it. Do you think that's something that the average person out there, the average employee should consider doing, having more than one income stream? And if so, why? So as somebody who had only one source of income before, I had the experience where I logged in one day to my remote full-time job when I worked at the Veteran Affairs Office. And I was told that day that I was let go that day. No PTO, nothing like, you know, like you usually get your PTO payout. That wasn't a part of it. You don't get anything like we're sorry. And I panicked because the, when I got laid off before, I got a severance because I'd been there for a long time. They just had more structure, I guess, in regards to that. This time I was working with a contractor that was working with the VA, of course. So like it's it was difficult. It was complicated and it really set me for like a head spin. And I did not have an emergency fund. I did not have really any savings besides my 401k. I was taking clothes to Plato's Closet at the time. If anybody knows that, it's like a resale store for like thrift, st- for thrift store kind of things to just like get gas money. And I wish like back then I'd had something to fall back on. If it were to happen again, I am now, you know, I am fortunately covered. This is why. And especially now, you know, compared back to 2017, I lost my job. I'm not saying the job market was any more stable then, but right now we still have the elephant in the room. And I think you need to protect yourself in any way possible. I'm not saying absolutely create another income stream, but if you have, you know, you have your income stream from your full-time job, maybe you have like a 401k or an IRA or something. So those are two income streams right there. Think of just creatively of some little ways that you can maybe add a third one. And that's like... Maybe if you want to try pet sitting or if you're somebody who has teaching experience and teach online with like VIP kid, or if you have some sort of like I see folks in my neighborhood running out their RVs. That's a great idea to do, too. Like just some way, because right now we have to think about emergencies in a different way. Like we've never seen what happened to the world <laughs> over, like, over the last year and a half before. So what emergencies are were before versus now are different. And we have to think about them differently. So not just an emergency fund, but like an emergency plan and maybe emergency income streams. 
Yeah, I love that point. I mean, we've had a three-month emergency fund for a really long time. And then after going through the pandemic, we are like, okay, maybe like six to nine months makes a little bit more sense for our family. And now I feel like I need to get more income streams. Yeah, I feel you. One thing that you brought up, Daniela, and I know the laws aren't where they need to be with regard to LGBTQ plus rights, is having a diversified income, multiple income streams. Is this something that is a smart move for individuals in your community as well? Yes, absolutely. Even though it was, you know, federally passed last year that LGBTQ people can't be discriminated, like they now fall under that kind of that Civil Rights Act that they can't be discriminated against in the work sh- workplace. Even though that's an effect, you still can't protect yourself against somebody who is homophobic or transphobic or just doesn't like you for whatever reason, because there are hiring managers or HR professionals. There are VPs and CEOs out there that are just not the best people. <laughs> and we can't regulate that. So it's 2021. Homo normativity should be the thing, obviously, but it's not. We can't force the world to evolve in the way that our community would like them to. We need to do what we've always done, and that's protect each other and ourselves, of course. And for the folks who are out there that want to see this type of change in our country, please speak up if you have the opportunity to, because your voices might help. Let's talk about where you are today. You're talking about that you were in a spot where you were selling some clothes just to make gas payments. How has side hustling helped you to improve your situation and get where you are today? That's a good question. So originally when I first started side hustling, it's not like it helped my finances because I didn't have much of a financial education. I did not know about anything. I was just side hustling to basically make up for my own spending habits. That was in the beginning. And that was for a long time. It was literally, it was after it was the layoffs. The layoffs is what kind of put me in this reality check because finance had always bored me. It always felt like it didn't really matter. I was, you know, things are going to happen anyway. Why would I do all this stuff? Like I need to live now. And then the layoffs happened. I really started thinking deeper about finances. And the more that I actually learned online with my blog, the more I got kind of tapped into the personal finance community. And I, I just like consumed it like a sponge. Yeah. If you dive into all this great content that's out there, it uh, quickly becomes unboring because it's just a bunch of fun people trying to help people get to the next level. And let's talk to the person who's listening, who is listening to us. And they're saying, yes, I hear all these great points. Diversifying my income's fantastic. Making more money's fantastic. But you know what? I am afraid of just burning myself out with just too many things going on. What would you say to that person? I would say that is a valid fear and it's real. And I, myself, as a former burnout, I... I had to go through it to figure out how to make sure it doesn't happen again. You do have to manage your time in a completely different way because you are, you know, you have your full-time job and then you have the free time that you spend with your family and you have other obligations and you have a life. And that's the time that you're actually taking to do your side hustle. So it becomes really difficult to figure out what, how do I do this? So I, I definitely recommend talking with your partner, talking with your family and coming up, especially if you have children, so it's coming up with like a plan, maybe days, that you can work on your side hustle. So maybe in the starting out, maybe just a couple hours a month or a week and kind of compromise on what you will be able to do. And then this way too, you have that time set aside to really focus on it rather than kind of like, you know, being pulled in all the directions, trying to do all the things at the same time. And that's what I did in the beginning. So don't do that. I did the worst thing first that came back, talked about it and then did it right. <laughs> yeah. I've done that in the past. That is great advice. I remember when I was very interested in starting this podcast and 
and I was working full time, traveling a lot for my job. And Nicole was a stay at home mom. And I remember that I approached her with just being so giddy and excited about all this. I said, Hey, you know what? I know that I'm not around very much. Uh, and I travel a lot, but if, if you guys could just like kind of go away on the weekend so I could work on this side hustle for, you know, just for a little while, that'd be great. And you know how that went over? It, it did not go over very well. <laughs> she said, are you crazy, man? You're gone all the time and you want to do this side hustle? So yes, a very good point. Make sure you're talking to your spouse, to your partner beforehand to make sure that this is feasible. Otherwise, uh, could spell trouble for the family. So yeah, over time, I learned that uh, if I'm able to carve out even just an hour a month or a couple hours a month or five hours a month, whatever fits well for our family, that's that's when I was able to succeed both in the entrepreneurial venture as well as my family life. So I hear you. I've been there. Let's talk to the person who's listening and they're saying, yes, I am in. This sounds great. What is the first step I can take to get going with my first side hustle? So if you want to start a side hustle and you're ready to start, but you're not sure exactly what, I would definitely recommend to start with the brainstorming exercise and then go online and start watching some of your favorite creators online, watching them, reading their stuff, and just kind of seeing some of the ways that they do things. And if they share some of the behind the scenes stuff, like absorb it as much as possible. And remember some of the keywords that they say about the things that they do or about the tools that they use and write them down because you'll know exactly what to search for online when you're doing your research. I completely agree with you. Yeah, there is so much free information out there. If you are looking to do anything, it's out there. Go online, Google it, figure it out. There are people, there are creators out there trying to help you grow their small business and help you to grow yours as well. So take advantage of that. Speaking of free content out there, I understand you have a quiz that helps people figure out their first side hustle. Can you tell us where to get that? Absolutely. If you go to I like to dabble.com, there'll be a call to action square. It's like the first thing you see. And I'll just say, take the free side hustle quiz. It is a four question, maybe two second long quiz. And it'll kind of point you on the right path of what type of side hustle to start. So those four types that we talked about earlier, that kind of what it goes into. And then it will point you to completely free resources like articles online to kind of dive into some of those subjects. Definitely follow Daniela on social media, everybody. I have a lot of fun following her there. Daniela, thank you so much for your time today. This was awesome. Thank you so much. This was so fun. the side hustle life friends. Yes, you can make more money and create more options for yourself and your family. Here are my top three takeaways from my conversation with Daniela Flores. Number one, do a side hustle brain dump. Yes, if you are ready to start making more money, it is time to brainstorm. As Daniela said, write down things you're passionate about. Write down things where you have skills, like activities where you have some skills, or just stuff you do on a daily basis. And don't just think of them. Create a list on your phone or write them down on a piece of paper. This list may turn out to be pretty huge, right? There might be a lot of things on there that you do that you're passionate about, that you have skills in. But putting them down on a piece of paper, getting them out of your brain, that is the great first step to start with. Now let's go to the next step. Number two, cull down the list. Look at that list and eliminate all the ideas that don't get you excited. I like how she talked about this. If it sounds horrible or irritating or just like gives you a icky feeling in your mind, then cross it out. (laughs) 
cull that list down to a select few ideas and consider how you could make money from that activity. And if you don't know how you could make money from that activity, use the magical interwebs like we talked about to search out creators, entrepreneurs, small biz folks who are already doing this activity and study them, see how they're making money and see how you too could make money from that activity. I did this very thing when I started my podcast five years ago. I found some creators who were making money podcasting or making money with a blog. And I thought, wow, that would be cool if I could do that and work from home. And now, five years later, I'm doing that. I turned my side hustle into my full-time job and I'm really happy. Number three, consult with your family first. A lot of folks listening to the show, their parents or they are married like Daniela. And she warned us that before you jump into the side hustle world, you need to realize that you're going to have to give up time from something in your life to make this a reality. Is that time with your spouse? Is that time with your kids? Is that time that you enjoy relaxing? See how much time is required from the thing you want to do and talk to your family about the commitment before jumping in with both feet. You may find that the extra money may not be worth it in the long run. Or your discussions with your family may help you determine you can carve out five hours a month or 10 hours a month towards your new venture. Either way, have those discussions first. You heard my example. You heard Daniela's example, how it could go wrong. So proceed with the smart way first. Have those conversations because you don't want your new adventure to cause trouble for your family life. Those are my top three takeaways, everybody. And I would love to hear from you on what yours were. Please hit me up on social media at Andy Hill MKM. And let's keep the conversation going. As a quick reminder, this show is for entertainment purposes only. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific situation. A big thanks to Dan Tabbitt for editing our show today and for Dan Hines and Alec Collins for editing our YouTube videos. We are over 3,500 subscribers there and having a lot of fun. So please come and say hello to us on YouTube. You can also see Nicole and I do our live bread and wine shows on that channel. That is marriagekidsandmoney.com slash YouTube. Hit subscribe. Thank you. Before we go for the day, I want to ask a quick favor. If you enjoy this podcast or my chats with Nicole on Friday, spread and wine, I would really appreciate it if you could text two friends today with your favorite episode. Think about what your favorite episode is, or if you liked this one, text them that episode and text them why you think they'd enjoy it and ask them to subscribe to the show if they like it. That minute favor two minutes would mean the world to me as i'm growing the show and having it be my full-time side hustle (laughs) thank you so much for considering it everybody in the spirit of growth and inspiration i'm going to end the show with a quote today from maya angelou you can't use up creativity the more you use the more you have create share your gift and make some money, my friends. Carpe diem. 